Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Good afternoon, good whatever it is, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, episode 3, side B. No, yes, episode 3, season 3, side B. This is an entertaining podcast, even if we do say so ourselves, about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists. For example, the piece of music that you can hear behind me at the moment is by Jeeds, and it is a song called Left Alone. Not really a song, more of a composition. But yeah, that's what you're listening to. Jeeds, um, what does it say here? Bellingham-based ambient electronic solo artist Jeez finds profound beauty in unlikely places. For example, his new Under the Veneer album, its main instrument is an old rusty music box. That's quite interesting, actually. Uh, about the album, a rusty old music box sings its songs wrapped in a blanket of snow-covered trees frozen in time. That makes no sense to me, but that's what he's put. It's uh, a bit about him. Yeah, he's, I'm just going to leave links and stuff in the show notes. You can go find him. If you like this music, it's very uh, Daft Punk-esque. A bit icy. Is it Mark Snow or Mike Snow? You know, the X-Files theme. Wayne. Mark Snow, isn't it? I'm not sure. Hello, everybody. It's got that kind of... I was calling to you, Wayne. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it's got that kind of a feel about it. A bit 90s. 90s ambient dance EDM. But, yes. And with me tonight, as usual, I have Wayne. How the... Hello, everybody. Hello. All right? Yes, you. Oh. Good, good, good. Good. Anything anything to say? Uh, Big Chemical Brothers-ish. This, yes, yeah, yeah I see that. And and if anybody can help me out on this, I'm racking my brains. There was a video from like the mid 2000s of a um, it was instrumental like this, and the video was a train. And I'm sure to God the band were called Reykjavik, but it seems like I can't find them. If anybody knows what I'm on about, please let let me know. Just do something. Let me know. The 
bum funk MCs? No. I'm not. 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 Please, please, just just get in touch if you can remember, because I can't. It's driving me god sir. Um, you think that uh, ev- um, that one, but with the two goals, everything's dead, everything's dead, going through my head, tattoo. going through tattoo. That one. No. No. Right. It was an instrumental, and it was of a train going through like a frozen landscape. And I'm sure to God the, the band was called, or the, the guy was called Reykjavik. But I, I feel like I'm completely offside with that. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was like some Stockholm type. You know, um, Nordic-y sounding place. Great. But yeah. So yeah, there's a lot, lot of info here. Uh, I'm going to put his website and his Facebooks and everything in the show notes so you can check him out. I like this. That's what I chose. So yeah, I hope you do too. Going to move on, Wayne. Straight on. Straight no on. guests tonight, people. Uh, no guests. No. Uh, uh, we we did have a guest only. I lost him because. We were supposed to do this recording a couple of days ago and I had to call it off at the last minute, so my fault. But the, yeah, I, I like it when it's just the two of us. It's alright, dude. It's fun and it's less hassle. Not that I don't like having guests. He fucking does. Uh, right, anyway, so uh, we've got two artists. I whittled it down to two. We've got, because usually we do three interviews and a wild card. But uh, it's turning out to be too much, so it's just going to be two interviews from now on, and a wild card, and an outro maybe. See how it goes. So our first artist is. Don't do that because I'm trying to put on my notes. LK. I'm going to go with LK. Wayne's throwing his notes in front of my face. I didn't even notice, and. I, I, I have a song of hers. Have you got her song that I chose? Yeah, it's called Because uh, I Was Busy Working. Oh, yes. So this is Wayne's chat. Was it your chat? It's my chat. This, yeah. is, this is all you this week. Yes. I, I did no interviews for this one. So this is Wayne and LK and Because You Were Working. I'm um, from Dublin and I'm 25. I'm a singer, songwriter and producer. Um, I make music. I try to capture, you know, the old school good 80s stuff. Um, really authentic kind of vibe but then I like to mix it with modern day production um, yeah I'm inspired by a ton of different genres so I kind of like to just do my own thing and mash whatever I like together and then produce it in a way that it all correlates so um, and then I perform with a five piece band too so it's fun so uh, your five piece band is it a session musicians or is it an actual band you put together that you play under as LK how does that well, work LK is like a person, so LK would be me, and yeah. then I'd have it's it's somewhere in between session musicians and actual band because it's the same setup every time, and the guys like really contribute to the to the live sound and everything too. So it's a bit of a mix, but all right. So it's a nice collaborative atmosphere then. Yeah, for sure. I love collaborating, and I'm kind of like because of course I produce the stuff, so um, so I'd like have the bass lines and the drum tracks written, but then when I bring it to them, I want them to put their spin on it too because they're just they're so talented that. I want it. I want it to be formed for them, you know, kind of way. So yeah, but we work pretty well together, and and they're great lads and girls and everything. So yeah, brilliant. Now they might drop a, a random A in the mix and go, oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been doing this, mate? How long have you been uh, writing music and, and recording? 
Well, technically, <laughs> I've been writing music since I was like a child, like stupid stuff, like when I was like seven, um, <laughs> just ridiculous songs. But I suppose seriously, um, like proper fully formed songs since I was like 12 um, on piano and guitar and stuff. And then I've been doing this LK project the last year. But before that, I did other music and um, like released other different kind of style that just wasn't really, well, not really what I'm feeling at the moment. Um, and then I composed for like web series and advertisements and I was a panto kid, so I've done a lot of it. Like, absolutely everything you can think of music-related, I've done it probably. <laughs> that's brilliant. Well, that's a, that's a very wealth of background there. So how did you get into the style of music? Because your music is very contemporary, you know, it's, it's, it's of a time, but it could be any any time. You could put you could put your song in the last 30 years anywhere and it would fit perfectly. So, oh, wow, amazing. Where, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, where does that sound come from? Is it is it a conscious thing or is it just an amalgamation of all your influences? It's definitely an amalgamation of all my influences, but lately it is kind of moving in it. I suppose, actually, I'm speaking in the context of my new stuff, which actually hasn't been released yet. Um, but I think what happened is my dad has really good music taste. <laughs> So he listened to a lot of like Steely Dan and stuff. And oh, then I think being in the car, you're kind of just trapped in that environment and you have to listen to whatever's playing. But it was like really good stuff, like Randy Crawford and different things. And then um, I think when I went to write, before I started LK, I kind of hit a bit of a wall. And I was like, I don't know which direction to take my music in. Will I go kind of soul? Will I go R&B? Will I go pop? Will I go like more indie kind of? I just couldn't decide. And it drove me insane. It kind of drove me away from me for like about a year. Mm. And then... I kind of found my way back again by just sitting down and producing and being like, I'm going to make whatever the hell I want to make. I'm not going to restrict myself. And I got it into my head that if I produce it electronically, I could just throw in whatever. Um, so that's kind of what ended up happening. And then I think it kind of, I just kind of go with what I feel like, you know? Like if I like something, it will, or if I listen to something for a while, um, it will start to influence how I'm writing. Um, but I definitely love, I love the old school sounds, I think like that real kind of 80s beat and just like the the there's so much there's so much to it like be here forever if i try to explain but yeah <laughs> i think it just happens <laughs> so i've listened to uh to all the songs you've got out in the world at the moment so conflictus sold i feel and uh the new song which is because uh, i was busy working yeah is it because i was busy working it is yeah that's it <laughs> I don't know why, but I've wrote, because I was too busy working. Is that what it is? Because I was oh, too no, busy working. It's the first one, but that, that, that works too. But it's the first I don't one. know why I wrote that down, because I was, I was busy working as well when I was trying to do this. That's what it was. <laughs> That's probably what it was. <laughs> um, you can hear the um, sort of the evaluation, um, not evaluation, the evolution of you as an artist from sort of like I feel and sold and conflictus to, to the new stuff. Conflictus, for me, when I listen to it today, it, it's... It sounds like it's written in a city, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got a, it's got like like you were saying about you know you, you love in the eighties. It's got an industrial edge to it. I find it's got like oh, um, a very slight, and I mean very slight. You know, it's like turned to point five, um, Gary Newman esque sound to it. And I can't oh, remember wow. what it was, what it was that caught my attention today, and I went, oh, that's a bit industrial. I don't know if it's the sound of the drums. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, there's a distortion on there, so that could be it. Yeah, that might be. Excuse me again. Yeah. <coughs> oh, you're good. <coughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking hot squash all day, and it's done nothing for me. I'm afraid. Oh no! My mom keeps giving me this ivy thyme. <laughs> something. It is the most disgusting tasting thing in the world. 
but it actually kind of works. So that's the way it works, isn't it? Yeah, I've got some. That I've got some Romanian whiskey that's a cure all. That is, you won't want to drink it for pleasure. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> noted. <laughs> uh, back back to your music. So, um, like I say, this is all the songs. So, like sold. I get to soul. It's got this lovely disco vibe with like yes. a soul edge, you know. And and then you get onto I feel, and it's got uh, it has the same sort of design as Conflictus. But for me, this is going to, you know, again, a, a bit left field maybe. But it seems like you employ a few K-pop ideas in, in the way, oh, the, the construction of the song. Sure, I actually haven't really listened to much K-pop, I swear to God. <laughs> but I, I think I will after this. Uh, so, yeah, so then we come on to uh, the single you bring in today, which is Because I Was Busy Working. And mm-hmm. I've got to be honest, I think this is, I mean, out of the four, this is the best one. And obviously that's because you've evolved as an artist. Oh, wow, thank you so much. It really, this song really highlights your voice, and uh, it, you know you got all the bells and whistles on on the other on the other songs. You know, you're using um, I forgot what it's called now. The, the thing on your voice, <laughs> auto tune. That's know. what it is. Have you got auto tune on your voice, or you no. use a bit of auto tune in there no. somewhere? No, we don't. No, it's all natural. Um, I mean, I think like when they EQ'd and stuff, um, some stuff kind of he just accentuates different bits. Yeah, um, that, that I think I that's really, what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just EQing. I wouldn't really be going near the auto tune sound. <laughs> Unless it's like, I think if it's forced auto tune, like, you know, share. Yeah, that's like what I mean. Yeah. It's auto tune and like a daft punk and kind of thing. That's like, what I, I love mean. That yeah. Style of it. yeah, I love that style. We're both using it. Yeah. Using auto tune as an instrument rather than a corrective uh, device. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. I think it kind of gets rid of some of the texture, I think, in her voice. Yeah. But yeah, this. This song really highlights your voice. I, there was getting, I was getting a bit of a, a folky vibe from this one, you know, or a, a sort of americana vibe. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, and, again, I think it's just a mix. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's... I, yeah, I, I'm struggling to, to think today of an artist I've come along where one song... I know it's you with all four of those songs because it's like you've got your stamp on it, but the style varies so much and then comes back to home. It's, it's it, you know, it's, it's really interesting to listen to. Have you got an album in the works? Is, is that what's next for you? Or is it another EP or? Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> um, and it's kind of what I'm going for as well, which is great to hear back. Um, yeah, so I basically have another couple singles coming out and then I have an EP that I'm going to be recording. Um, and the EP is so it's again very it's very it's i think the styles of these four songs in the ep are they correlate a lot more than my first four singles um and they they really kind of take that 70s disco 80s vibe um and kind of like lionel richie almost no i'll <laughs> um, get that yeah yeah so like the newer stuff like i'm so excited to get them out like i'm absolutely buzzing um so we're going to get recording that very soon and it'll be out this year um so yeah and it's interesting as well because i kind of realized i was thinking yesterday all my music is kind of in a chronological order too like the the um sold i feel conflictus was all about the same girl and it was like the start of the relationship the middle and the end and then busy working is kind of the middle stage where i'm kind of just i'm over the high of that emotion i'm just left in this kind of mundane lifestyle now Mm. and then this these next singles and this next ep is kind of like the reaction i had after all that happened um, so I think as the kind of music style is developing, the storyline's developing too. And it's only I only kind of realised that yesterday as well, which is like interesting. But um, but it's like it's exciting because it's just kind of this EP now will be kind of the, the rest of the story, I suppose. Do you play live with the band? Is that is that you know? Do you record and play live, or is it just recording? 
Yeah, both. So I'd be play live. Um, our live setup would be me, and then we'd have Ableton on stage, and then we've got like drums, bass, guitar, um, trumpet, and <laughs> back and vocals. Um, and yeah, and then when we record, I actually record most of the tracks in my house first, and then I bring it to a producer. And with these four tracks, I've worked with Michael Heffernan. He's absolutely incredible. Like he's just so good to work with. And we'll kind of like put our heads together and then come up with the final product then in the end. So what's uh, so what's next? Obviously the launch of the EP. Are you, you taking it on tour? Are you uh, pushing it as hard as you can uh, around? Are you going to yeah, bring it well, to uh, Europe and, and all the rest of the places? <laughs> that would be the dream, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, well, I'm kind of chatting to a few people. About, I can't really say much now. <laughs> I bet it yet because it hasn't happened yet. But I'm chatting to like a few kind of... Um, a few few people about like getting it out there in different methods if that makes sense <laughs> through like different routes and everything so i'm looking at i want to hope to get a lot of sync with this one um, yeah i mean hopefully the, the the thing is you're releasing it at the right time so you get some traction for it and then you know you're just across the pond from the country that has the most um, the most music festivals in the world yeah, so i'd love to go over to the uk is that most of the listeners are in the uk as well like more more even more so than ireland um so i'd absolutely love to get over like we do have a lot of plans for this year we do want to get like a small tour i've got a music video actually coming out for this for this first single um first of all in march i think and then um we want to get out and we want to try organizing a little a little tour thing and there's like talks of like collective and of a bunch of artists like there's loads of stuff happening behind the scenes that are just kind of in the planning stages at the minute um but yeah it'd be incredible to get over me and my friend actually bevan from silk there do you know have you heard of silk they're, i don't yeah, know like dark he's checked my different tasks but like this like dark electro kind of vibe and me and one of the girls were actually chatting about getting on getting over to london at some point like doing a show or something so like a joint show so yeah that's I, definitely um, in talks that would be fantastic i'd love that <laughs> uh, we've uh, we've had some people on the on the show and unfortunately it is it is about working really hard because a couple of the people we've had on you know when we had them on they, they were just about to break um oh, into know. their areas and some of the people we've had on have gone on uh, you wouldn't want to be touring china like like uh, one of the chaps we know has, has just done at this moment in time but oh, <laughs> he's done uh yeah he maybe not right now not <laughs> not right now but yeah it, it's it's Eventually, all about i'm sure that would be incredible yeah, it's all about, you know, breaking into a market, isn't it? And, uh, it totally is, yeah. It's about and, anything, though. Same with, like, podcasts and, like, blogs and, like, TVs, everything. I think if you're in the creative world, it is an absolute, like, massive amount of work and sacrifice and everything. Well, luckily yeah. enough, I've got rich for that. So oh, unreal. <laughs> You've got it sussed, so. <laughs> yeah, let somebody else do the backbreaking, but you take all the credit. That's that's, that's yeah. what I do. <laughs> You've got it sussed, yeah. Unreal. Living that's the it, dream. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it's cool though, but that's kind of what this new song's about, I suppose. It's just kind of the reality of when you're working the day job and you're doing like a million different things and breaking your back and and you know, it's 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 hard at times, you know. Yeah, but it's a bit it's worth it. Yeah, I when I was reading through you, man, I was thinking I've ex- you know I've experienced that as well. Yeah, I've been in bands and and. You think that band's the best for for me? I thought it was like, oh, my band's going to do this and the other, and it's like <laughs> the mundanity of work. It's like I don't want to be doing this. I want to be playing my guitar. I want to be with the band. I want to be doing that. Yeah, so, yeah. totally. Yeah, I actually went to- sick and wrote that song. <laughs> I was making work, and I was like, hell no, not today. So I just wrote the song instead, <laughs> which turned out to work pretty well, I suppose. It was a good yes, yeah, so- 
It's a very good song. I, I like it a lot. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to round this up uh, with some uh, silly little questions just to finish off. Okay. So, uh, we'll start with, if you could replace one musician and play their part in a song, who would it be and what song would it be? Oh my God. I'm so bad at these, by the way, because I actually get so flustered. Um, the, one, the one I always go to to simplify this is like, you could replace Roger Taylor in Queen and play the um, We Will Rock You drums because that's the easiest one. And then you'd be credited for that rather than Roger Taylor. Okay. Oh my God, let me think. Do I have a second to think about it? Yeah. <laughs> it's meant yeah. to be an immediate thing. We have, okay, we have, we have the... Uh, we have the luxury of editing, so. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> um, One pair of pants later. There's a song. This isn't even that impressive, really. Um, well, not that it's unimpressive, but it's it's maybe not something that you like think of. Maybe it's more of a personal thing. But um, the guy, what's his name again? In you know Alt J. I don't know. One sec. Alt J is like one of my favorite bands. Okay. And they have um this part in their guitar in this song called Tarot, um, where they create this really weird sound. Um, and it's actually from, I think he wraps a bit of steel, like steel string around his finger and like hits it off the guitar. Wow. And it makes this really crazy noise. And I'm just like obsessed with that. Like, um, and it's just one part that just gets me going. I think. What's the song again? Uh, Tarot. Tarot. Alt right. J. I will put that into But then I also my... feel like I'm obsessed with bass as well, so I think like just to play any bass line in any kind of great song would be would be yeah. the best. I was a <laughs> I, I've been a guitarist since I was uh, 16 years old. I, I was a late bloomer. I came into came into guitar and uh, a friend or oh, Rich asked me to come and play bass in his band. And playing bass was one of my favourite times playing music. I absolutely loved it. It was oh, more okay. enjoyable than playing guitar. Oh yeah, Ooh. so you just feel it loads. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've I've admitted that on on air now. I'm gonna have to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, we'll finish up with some first and last. These are very simple, straightforward questions. So, uh, first song you wrote? Oh my god, one about a dog and a coin when I was seven. Oh, have you recorded that? Uh, no, but I also you know somebody hit the lights by Christina Milian. I thought I wrote that when I was like a kid. I was like fully convinced I wrote it. I had my own, I had my own version of it and everything. It was so bad. And then I came on the radio and I was like, okay, that wasn't me. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, last CD you bought? Um. Oh, I got. Um. What can it be? Vinyl. Anything? Yeah, yeah. Like a vinyl player. I got a vinyl, a vinyl off this band GJ. Do you know them? No. They're don't from. Know. They're from the UK. Actually, they're absolutely incredible. And I got their their EP. It is insane. G E E J G sorry G E E J A Y G E E J A Y I will put them yeah, into Spotify as well. I'll look at that yeah. later. Yeah, they're great. Oh yeah, they're right there. I'll see it. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll give that a listen. Um, first instrument you learn to play? Piano. Nice and straightforward. Have you still you still own that piano, or is it was it just? No, uh, it's my cousin's house. I'm not allowed to have a piano in the house. I have a I have a lovely keyboard though. I have a lovely Nord. So. Oh, nice. Uh, last time you played live? Last time I played live was, I had a headline gig um, in Whelan's with MCD um, on Saturday, the 1st of February. So, that not, was no, what's that, 10 days ago? Yeah. Not, nice and fresh then still. From yes, that. it was incredible. Is it a sold out gig? Was that it what, was, was, yeah. yeah. 
I couldn't believe it. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, How did it go down? Really good. Yeah, I played loads of new songs that I haven't played before. Oh, and the crowd was amazing. Yeah. I had a confetti cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I love confetti cannons because everyone gets so excitable. Like, like, there was like a 40-year-old man um, in the gig and he was up near the front and his face lit up like a child when it went, when it went off. So, well, yeah, it's um, a confetti cannon. When, you yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Brilliant. Um, your first inspiration musically, boys? I think Christina Aguilera stripped. So her album Stripped has a lot of soulful piano. It's very stripped back. Well, yeah, in the name. And I think um, I kind of took so much inspiration from her. And it was also such a big album for me as a child. Like, she's going through bullying and different things. I think it was just a massive thing. And I used to try to do her riffs and try to do her everything. So I think that kind of brought the kind of grit or soulfulness into my voice. Yeah, you know, when uh, back in the day when MTV used to be about music. Yeah. Um, they did a Christina Aguilera um, sort of behind the music about how she wrote that album. And it was fascinating. Yeah. So I, I got hold of the album after that. So um, it's a fantastic album, nice. You know what? That's yeah. going to go on my Spotify list now. I have to listen, oh, re-listen amazing. to that. Do you? And that was absolutely it's the best. I was convinced she said my name in one of the songs. <laughs> it's in story and it's in one of her melisma, like her melisma <laughs> things. And um, I was convinced she said my name. I still am, like she did. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, last song you listened to? Last song I listened to was, I think, Ayama, um, Silence. I don't know that. I, I did this all the time. I know everybody names a song and I go, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, the only so, is, I think I just I really love supporting independent artists too and just listening to them. Um, so I think like the pe- the people I'd listen to would necessarily be, I don't know the people that everyone would hear, but you're the good. The great thing is you're going to hear of a load of really great independent artists now. So your yeah. playlist is going to be bopping. Well, it already is. You know, that's all we do. Oh, true, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's going to be even more bopping. <laughs> I've got 700 unread emails of uh, of independent artists to go through. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, it's brilliant. You know, it's it's really exciting because you don't yeah, know what you're going to get. And because exactly. we're multi-genre, it could be anything. So, yeah. Exactly. Uh, that way. It's a simple one. First chord you learn to play. I'm going to guess it was C major. Yeah, I think mine was C. Because <laughs> I, I, learned, I learned keyboard first. I'm sure it was C. Mine was the same. Yeah. You start a middle C, yeah. no sharps, no flats. Straightforward. Yeah. Uh, last song you learned to play. Last song I learned to play. Oh my god, I haven't learned to play a cover in so long. Um, I think Dua Lipa. Um, <laughs> what was it? Don't start now. Okay, I'm not. I'm not from. I, I'm not. Oh god, I'm terrible. I'm not really up on on like current music. I'm the same as Rich because we have to go through loads of this. You sort of it's whatever's on the radio's current. Yeah, so, yeah, no worries. Yeah, this one is to a second last a recent um, single oh, okay. it's, it's really cool it's, like, it's, it's very stripped back there's just a lot of bass in it so it's cool cool so we'll do first and last gig you went to okay first gig I went to I don't I'm gonna say Britney Spears when I was like nine I think in Crow Park or something was my first and the last gig I went to um, was I think I went to my friend's Sprints. Um, yeah, they played. They played a couple of weeks ago. My friend's Sprints. Um, so they they were fantastic as well. Brilliant. Um, okay. Uh, the first lyric that gave you an emotion. Oh God! It would have Good. been in stripped, definitely. And I think it would have been. I think there was a song "Keep Singing My Song." Um, 
and oh god the whole thing um you know what actually i'm gonna give you a different lyric that's not my first maybe if that's okay because i'll be here forever trying to pick that one a friend of mine <laughs> brendan carwell absolutely incredible songwriter and i went to college with him and he wrote this lyric and it was like when a man hasn't felt love in so long he clings to the thing he last felt it from and that like it, i don't know it's a lyric that's always just stayed in my brain because i feel like it, it's so relevant for so many things you know what i mean not just love but just a bunch of things it's yeah if it if it does it for you you know it sticks there doesn't it so yeah, yeah. um and the last lyric that gave you an emotion oh my god this is so difficult <laughs> this is the hardest i'm so bad at these things too because i'm just so bad at making decisions <laughs> you're not on your own this happens every week oh god the last lyric that gave me an emotion i think that happens 20 times a day so i'm gonna try and narrow this down i'm actually gonna have to go to my spotify but like what am i listening to <laughs> All right, give me two sex. Mine was uh, going going back. Mine was. Uh, do you know um, an artist called Bat for Lashes? No, actually, I'll check. Uh, she's a uh, she's an electronic artist, and she just released an album. And there's a song in there called Mountains, and it's the last track on the album. And the the, the lyric is sing sing softly, sing to me in the dark. And it's the way she sings it. It's it's just stunning. Absolutely yeah, lovely. It's about the delivery, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's, you know, they're only words. You've heard them a million times before. But it's just, like you say, it's in the delivery the way and the context. Said, yeah. I'm going to do a thing again that's not answering your question. I'm going to answer a different question. <laughs> so but right. it's like relevant to what we're talking about. Um, that's okay. Did you ever hear Ray Charles' cover of Sorry Seems to Be the Hardest Word with Elton John? I haven't, no. Oh my God, get that into you now. It is absolutely hit. That's, I think that's my favourite vocal. And it's the way he delivers, every, it's the way Rachel Charles delivers every lyric is like insane. I think it was his last recording before he died. No he way. was like in his 90s or something. Or he, It's just like his voice sounds like it has that texture of a saxophone almost. It's so rich. <laughs> and the way he sings every single word is like insane. So I suppose, yeah, the way he sang them lyrics would have been the last time I got proper hit by something massive. Yeah, I know that's not your question, but... It's like <laughs> it's listening answer, to... So. Um, so I listened to Johnny Cash when he did that Nine Inch Nails cover, and I know the I know the Nine Inch Nails. I don't know if you know Hurt by um, Nine Inch Nails, mm. but Johnny I've, Cash I've covered. Do. Yeah, Go Johnny ahead. Cash covered it, and it's a completely different song when he covers it because it's you know it's all the weight of his life and the way you know the way mm. he's singing it is fantastic. Yeah, right then. So where can everybody find you, uh, Elka, if they need to, if they want to stalk you responsibly on Facebook and all the places? <laughs> um, they can find me at LK Music, so it's E-L-K-A-E Music, um, on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, um, Twitter, <laughs> everything, Bandcamp, yeah, just absolutely everything they can find. I can verify that, yeah. It's, it's good you've got a, a very... Um, searchable name because it's, it's the first thing that comes up so it's great oh fantastic great <laughs> right then uh, LK thank you very much for your time thank you so much Wayne thanks for having no me no worries and now the sun is going down but I'm miss the sunset See, I was busy working
Okay, that was Wayne, that was her song, that was their conversation, talking, chatting about stuff, the likes. Yeah, I haven't listened to the interview yet, even though you sent it to me to <laughs> to edit. I haven't edited it yet, so uh, what what can you tell me about this person? Uh, she was nice to talk to, for a start. Mind you, I haven't interviewed anybody who isn't nice to talk to yet. Um, yeah, you did it, yeah, you did, yeah. Um... Thirsty curses. That guy did not want to be there. <laughs> he, just, he just seemed like he could not be asked. I think he was half asleep. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Really nice to talk to. Um, lovely, just talking about you know her her journey into the in, into music. You know, and I, I did say to her, I think this is her best produced song. I listened to all of her songs in the build up to the um, to the interview, and I think this one is is by far the. Um, the most polished, as it were. Or other, uh, she's very multi-genre, you know. She, she's bouncing across. What a does few that things. say there, Wayne? Have you put multi-genre? What no? What ah, the production is very well polished. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Great minds and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, she she's bouncing quite a few things around. She's not sitting in one box. You know, there's one that sounds a bit folky. There's this one that sort of encapsulates everything that she's doing. There's a bit of R and B. There's a bit of folk. There's a bit of pop in there and it's been a, two weeks since I spoke to this lady and you'll have to forgive me we, we work as well as doing this podcast and then a lot of stuff just drops out of my head no we, we have to edit that out they need to think that we're, we're millionaires that do this for a living and we've got loads of money coming in because I interview loads of people I can't remember what people say to me most of the time so because um, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this podcast 24-7 this is all we do <coughs> and it just things get forgot yeah, what did you think of the song, Rich? Um Well, I liked it. That's why I sent it. We have to start doing things a little different, I think. I think maybe, you know, cause you listen to the submissions maybe once or twice. 
say, I would like to have this person on the B-side. So, you know, because at the moment it's all my taste. but It's all what I like. So if you come across one and think, I'm not going to have her for or him for the main show, but might be good on the B-side, you should, you should tell me that. And I might pursue that for the B-side and then we can interview them. Yeah, but I'm looking at emails from last July, so... That's fine, they'll be all uh, excited sorry, yeah. when it comes through. Um, uh, I've got slight scent of Lana Del Rey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, love the synth in this. Uh, the synth, the sample drums are like uh, very strong sounding, very organic, even though it's obviously samples and synth. But yeah, I, I liked it. There's uh, great attention to details in this. I liked like nuances, little things um, like the the whiny guitar in it. I like that. The the cello. It's a bit shallow with the with the bow that comes in, and it's it's only it's not all the way through; it's just in parts, but it works very lo- nicely. And yeah, and the the dub bass, there's a bit of dub bass in it that were it's all it's just, yeah little details that come together and work to produce a nice piece of music, seamless, a nice seamless record. Mm. Yeah, and like I've, like I said earlier, and you said production, very well polished, very good, awesome. Yeah. So yes, that's LK. That is her song because you were working. Because I was busy working. Because I was busy working. If you uh, if you listen to the interview, which you have, if you got if you've reached this point, you you know what the song's about. You'll you'll know all about because we had a good chat about that. So yeah, check out all of the other stuff, uh, information, Facebooks, Instagrams, Spotify's, everything in the show notes. Check her out, show her some love, and go throw some money at her and buy her work as well. Moving on. To it's not Stacey Pierre. That's mine. That that's for the, for the next, side, that's that for the is. next show. That is Nigel Thomas. Moving on to Nigel Thomas and his song "Your Fire." That's his song "Your Fire" by Nigel Thomas. And uh, Wayne chatted with him as well. So listen and enjoy. Uh, right. So I'm here with Nigel Thomas. How are you, Nigel? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, you know, like, good, you know, good. A bit wet and windy this uh, this Monday afternoon, but yeah. I like this weather. I love, you know, the stormier and darker the better. <laughs> I think that <laughs> says a lot about, uh, uh, yeah, a lot about you. Um, yeah. So for the uninitiated, tell us all about Nigel Thomas. Tell us what you're about, what you do. Um, I'm a London-based musician. Um, I used to be the lead singer of a band called The Foxes, who you may although probably haven't heard of. Um, and now I release my own music. Uh, I released a brand new album called Well Well that was out in September. Uh, I'm very pleased with how it's how it's done so far. Lots of interesting music videos to go along with it. And yeah, very pleased with how it's, how it's gone. I'll have to check out the music videos. I didn't realise you got music videos too. Yes. To be fair, uh, I, Rich fired uh, your album over at me on, uh, I think it was Friday, and right. I had the weekend to try and sort of digest all the music and get through it and, and, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, tell me <laughs> about the Foxes. Who were the Foxes? Or who were the Foxes even? The Foxes were a, uh, we were a London-based band. Um, we worked with some, we, we kind of did everything DIY, so we did it all ourselves. Um, we had a MySpace music feature. This is how far back it was. We got featured on MySpace, <laughs> MySpace music. And from that, we got given um, uh, like a tour of America. We got sent over uh, and we started off in New York and we went across Texas and then we went to Hawaii. Uh, we did European tours. We toured the UK pretty much constantly. Um, and we released an album called Last of Many. And that was back in 2011. I had a couple of indie UK uh, top 10 hits. 
had a fantastic time. Some of the best best experiences of my life. Um, then people got married and kind of um, it, uh, sort of we drifted apart, but we're still good friends and we still have the music there that we're very proud of and some amazing memories. It sounds Include- absolutely awful, you know, to a <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We want to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we, I remember my, one of my favourite memories is we we all quit. We all had day jobs. I used to work for the NHS, and oh, right. we all decided once we got this American tour, we thought, right, this is the this is the chance we should leave our day jobs, focus on the music. And um, I remember we left the day jobs. I think it was on the Friday. Uh, then we flew over to America, and then so the day after, we were there in North Carolina. And this uh, lady who'd fl- flown, flown us over had this hot tub. So we were sitting out in this hot tub um, under the um, the stars of North Carolina with beers in our hand. And we're thinking, no, this is, it's, it's been a good move. It's been a good move <laughs> to do this. Very good. Very good. Uh, so what, what inspired you to go and do you know, your own stuff, your solo stuff? I, I, I never wanted to stop doing music. I always loved it. And um, it's always been you know, a passion of mine. I, I, um, I just love being creative and... I mean, that's why I love doing the music videos too. It's not just the music. I want to do the whole kind of package. So, I yeah, I decided to keep going. I did my first solo album, which is called Travelling Man. And I worked with Luke Oldfield um, at Tilehouse Studios on that one. Um, that was Mike Oldfield's son. And he was great. And we recorded it part, vi- part um, analogue. So we he had this fantastic old tape deck. So we put it onto that. And it, yeah, started my solo career that way, really. That's, that's that's brilliant. I love the name mm. dropping, by the way. Just do it. All oh the yeah, time. I've got a whatever you got. Done, just, just, just drop it as far as far as fast as you can. Just I have it. so few that I need to <laughs> <laughs> need to use them. Yeah. So yeah, so um, we're talking about your album. Well, well, what song are you going to bring from uh, from the album for us to listen to? Uh, well, it's the sort of latest single. And it's called Your Fire. Your Fire. Right. Okay. Yeah. I've made some notes about that one as well. Oh, let me hear. Let me hear. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was, I was listening to the whole album today. I mean, it starts off very, you know, it's it's very jazz based, sort of neo jazz based when when the piano comes in. And I was getting like mm. a Jamie Cullum esque. You know, it was, <laughs> I was going, Jamie okay, Cullum's like, good. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, there's nothing, there's nothing bad in what I'm, what I'm saying. It, it just, it yeah. threw me a little bit. That's why I put the song at the start. I wanted to you know make people go okay what is this before kind of getting into it yeah because um it's uh you're on emma scott's promotion label, yes is that correct? yeah yes yeah so i had the email from emma and i'll chase that down and, and and listen to your music and then you listen to that first song off the album and i went okay this is completely different to what that song i listened to yeah yeah, yeah. which was your fire um mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah with uh with, with your fire uh, I made a few notes. So I got like inflections of hard fi. Remember hard fi? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and, ready and for the yeah, get ready for that? the yeah, ready for the, live for the weekend. Was it? Was yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of that sort. Of, it's it's more in the way your voice sounds on it and the production of that yeah. song uh, with with like Stone Roses esque guitars. I got I got that and oh, okay, some, yeah, and some ocean color scene. You know the, the riverboat. I, th- yeah. I, I it's not trendy or cool to say, but I think. Well, at least the first couple of albums, well, Mosley Shoals yeah. is, is you know, I think they're an underrated band as far as that. I think they did go a little bit off the rails, but I think that's a classic album. It's not cool um, to say, but I think it is. If, if Mosley <laughs> Shoals is named after Mosley and Birmingham, I'm sat three miles from Mosley. Yeah. Right now. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just down the road, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the whole um, song, it, it all works really well. Like I say, you've got that sort of, it's only slight phase on the guitar, even if it is phase, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah with a bit of reverb and it comes through really well. It, it sort of conjures 
I mean, the whole album sort of conjures. I'm not. I'm not one for London. I've only ever been a couple mm-hmm. of times, but it conjures sort of images of Camden at night. You know, uh, and under like red and blue lights. That's what the whole. That's what the album sort of conjures for me. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it is my. I mean, I, I lived in London about 15 years. I haven't written many songs about it, but that is definitely my most London esque album. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, about the people I knew there and the places and the fire of London and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, the whole album's got this sort of Britpop, sort of new jazz blues um, inflections to it. Is it something that was conscious, or is that the way you wrote the album as it came out? Or, you know, how did the, the sort of influences blend together? It wasn't really a conscious decision at all. I um, It was just a, a, the sort of collection of songs I had at the time, and the way it came together. And I guess the maybe in the, um, the mixing, because it was mixed by Sam Williams, who did like the first Supergrass album. And he did um, Gaz Coombe's first album, and that kind of uh, those kind of bands. So I guess that that may have influenced it. But I guess I've always, I sort of grew up listening to you know Blur and Supergrass and yeah, it's, and it's that got kind that of music. sort of nineties so indie sound. If you're using somebody who's, who's produced Super Supergrass yeah. as well, yeah, you're aiming I, in the but, right area. Yeah, yeah, and I guess and it's it's again it's not very uh, very cool. I think you know I think Britpop the, the sort of term Britpop is not a very uh, not very cool. That's sort of term to use, and I think it's looked upon with some disdain these days. But I, I think that you know, there's there's good and bad in every scene, if you will. Um, and I think that you know, if you take away the label of Britpop, there were elements and of of that scene that were that were great, and there were some amazing, you know, some classic albums that that came out of that. So, um, you know, I don't mind being. I mean, I think people have got to label it something. So I, yeah. I, I don't think I it's think, a bad label, really. But. Yeah, I think I think the thing with Britpop is the minute you say it, it is, your mind instantly goes to Oasis and Blur. Yeah, yeah. And Britpop is a massive umbrella. It, it encompasses yeah. so many other bands. But because Oasis and Blur and, you know, them fighting and, and you know, the, the trying to hunt down number yeah. one against each other. Yeah. It, it's what people remember. They don't remember people like Space and uh, yeah, Dodging yeah. and, yep. and you know, all these great bands who released, you know, fantastic albums that you'd play all summer long. But you always go back to Oasis, which, you know, it, I, I suppose that's, that's what you're always going to do. I don't think there's nothing wrong, personally, with using the Britpop label. I think, um, you know, it, 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 it is a label, unfortunately, but... yeah. It's, it's, it's how people it's find come you. With, yeah. yeah, it's going to come with connotations, and I think, I think you know, just with it, like with anything, if you need to actually just have a listen to the music and make your own mind up and label it what you want, really. Well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what comes next for you? Uh, well, we're plugging this song uh, next, and then there's going to be one other single which is stepping up, and uh, my brother is going to do us. He's doing a stop motion animated. Uh, video for that in the sort of uh, when I say stop motion it's like a clay kind of thing in the, yeah, in the vein that. of kind of Wallace and Gromit type <clears> thing um, and uh, I'm sort of writing the next album at the moment so I'm hoping to get that recorded this year because I don't want another I don't want a too big a gap in between it I've got so many sort of songs and ideas try and keep keep it going yeah so that, that's the next thing always always got to keep it going yeah um, gigs and stuff and and social media tell us all about those um guess social media i'm on instagram twitter facebook uh but do check out the music videos i think that's the yeah if you go on youtube nigel songs i think nigel songs uk um lots of different music videos that there was a music video to i've been thinking and that was based around the cover and the song of the nightfly by donald fagan don't know if you heard of donald fagan he was this he's the lead singer of steely dan uh oh, right, okay. so that that is kind of based around a washed up late night DJ having to interview all these uh, weird people 
uh, like I interview like a flat earther, um, a tarot card reader, um, people like that. So that was a, that was a great fun to uh, to film, and that was filmed in Soho Studios down in London. Excellent. Uh, uh, yeah. So do you've check got out a those. song on the album, haven't you? That uh, the references is it spinning flat flat earth theory? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Um, I've just seen all these documentaries, and I find it I find it kind of fascinating how people can. I oh. love looking into it, and there was that Netflix documentary about people oh, who believe that one. Yeah, um, that's the one with the um, the experiment at the end. Yes. Oh, that was oh. the best bit when they see God. that <laughs> they have to hold the thing up, and they go, "Oh, <laughs> that's interesting." <laughs> it's it's a bit. I think it's. I find it a bit depressing. You think that you know how many for thousands of years people have worked. You know, people have worked out that the Earth is you know is round and that yeah. the and that now but just because of i don't know you can blame the internet you can blame the parents but for whatever reason these people believe that sort of strongly believe that and it's just yeah i find it a bit kind of depressing that we haven't as a race evolved beyond that kind of thing yet yeah the the, the thing that always gets me about flat earth i didn't expect this to come up in an interview by the way but yeah, no, the, no. Thing, the thing that i always that always makes my 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 head spin with uh, flat Earth theory is hmm. to what end? Why? Why tell everybody the Earth is round when you when it's actually flat? Yeah. To what What are you going to gain from this? I don't. I, that's what I can never, never get my head round. Why, why conspiracy? Yeah. What yeah. What is the What is the point? Like, what are they gaining out of it? And think of going into space and made. yeah. And it's the same kind of people who think we didn't go to the moon. Ugh. I mean, what's like? You can imagine for propaganda, but uh, it would be found out, and then it would be. You know, all these other countries have gone to the moon, and there's just so much evidence if you look there, and it, 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 the conspiracy would have to be, you <clears> know, <throat> millions of people in on it. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin left a um, a disc on the moon that you can bounce a laser off. So, uh, yes, of course, that's yep. all you need to know about that. Really, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. have you got any gigs coming up, or any dates, or anything like that, or are you just in the studio? Uh, I've been, yeah, just in the studio at the moment. Really, I I, I would love to do some more. I loved. I'm one of those weirdos. I love touring. <laughs> I'd never do a song about how much I hate touring because I I love going to different places and excellent. Um, well, but not if you're nothing. Nothing. Motors. Yeah, uh, whether it be like an acoustic tour or um, or you know, try and get the full band. The trouble, I guess, the trouble is it's um. Because I like to, you know, be able to pay the musicians. It's just, it's quite expensive to be able to to put it together. And um, but yeah. it would, it, there will be one at some point. I will, I will sort it out because I do love playing playing live and I love touring. So oh, Birmingham's yeah. got a thriving live music scene. So make sure you come through. Yes, here. I've had some great right. uh, great gigs in um, Birmingham. I think it was with the Custard Factory. Is that still going? Yeah, yeah. God, the Custard yeah. Factory is bigger than ever now. Yeah, it's crazy. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. We got, uh, I had some- we were we were invited up to the Birmingham Music Awards just before Christmas. Um, nice to go over there. We went over to Mama Rose. That was a fantastic venue. Mm. They've uh, they've opened. Oh my God! There's a there's a venue called Dead Wax. There's uh, <laughs> okay, oh, cool. There's the mill. I mean, the mill's massive. Uh, yeah. Oh God, there's there's low. Every it seems like every week something happens in Digbeth that it just mm-hmm. opens. There was a crazy ping pong um it was a factory one week and the next thing you know it's, it's opened up as a, a ping pong table emporium yeah. it's crazy Sounds good. Right. Well, it's, it's good to hear they're opening up because so many so many have closed yeah it is for the last few years so you know it needs to it needs to you know small venues are so important so i'm glad to hear that yeah they're doing well over over digbeth way right um and and the rest of the birmingham to be honest the sunflower yeah. lounge and uh the scruffies is still going have you ever do you, do you ever play scruffy murphy's no, I don't think so. Oh, I love Scruffy Murphy so much. It's, and it's a small little venue in the basement of this rock pub. It's great. 
Nice. Yeah. Okay. Stick to the floor to and all that. It's fantastic over there. Brilliant. Uh, right, we'll finish up with a couple of questions. Uh, okay. So we'll start with this one. If you could replace one musician and play their part in a song, who would it be and what song would it be? Okay. Um, that's a good. That's quite a good question. Uh, I think I would. I reckon I'd just for a laugh. I would maybe take what. Okay. Okay. Either. Either. I do. Um, I'm a big Radiohead fan, but uh, maybe this is disrespectful. I hope it wouldn't be disrespectful. But take, uh, you know, take one of their songs like "Street Spirit" and then sing it in a really kind of chirpy way. Um, (laughs) No, I don't find Radiohead depressing. I absolutely love them, but just to yeah, just just for the fun of it, really. Or maybe do uh, do a Blur song and do that in a kind of uh, less mockney kind of way. I don't know. <laughs> I love Blur as well, but just 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 for the interesting experience and just so I can just meet to, the rest just of just to mix it up, yeah, and so I can meet the other guys too, really. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. And we'll finish on with, with this one. This is uh, this is called first and last. So I'm just going to fire some questions at you. Maybe okay. The first thing or the last thing. So right. Uh, we'll start with a nice easy one. First song you wrote. First song I wrote was. A little instrumental on. I had this tiny little Casio keyboard, and it was this little instrumental song with a um, sort of slightly disco esque backbeat. That was yeah, probably we, the first song I wrote. We have the an first... ongoing discussion about Casio keyboards on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, don't have it anymore. Don't have it anymore. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's all to do with um, Rich, who's uh, one of the other hosts. Absolutely despises eighties synth, and I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to tell him that it's not. All of 80s synth, it's anything sort of the, after after 1986 when Cassio uh, okay. and Yamaha started to mass produce keyboards, but he won't have uh, it. <laughs> uh, right, last CD you bought. CD I bought. Um, last CD I got. What did I get last? I think it's, it's a good question. Uh, I think it might have been because um, I lost my old version, I lost my old copy, so I, I got another copy of um, After the Gold Rush by Neil Young. Okay. So that is the, yeah. It's an old, obviously really, an old album, really, but that's... It's a really cool, trendy answer, that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's luck, pure luck, trust me. <laughs> um, who was your first inspiration musically? Paul McCartney, probably. Yeah, Paul McCartney and, and John Lennon, I'd say. Also a, a good... It's, uh, it's, yeah, and it's probably, yeah, <clears throat> again, pretty sort of standard answer, but it's the truth. <laughs> so, going yeah. uh, Going back to your album, I was listening to it today and uh, Well Well had lots of sort of Beatles-esque moments in it, I thought. Yeah, there's a bit of a, a sort of Lennon-y vibe with it. Um, yeah. I've kind of found any any song that um, you put harmonies on as well, that gets kind of <laughs> labelled. But that's fair yeah. enough. They had such a you know big influence. and that's just, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like you can say about any musician after 1962. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the last song you listened to? The song I listened to was again. I don't. It makes it sound like I'm just Britpop, but it isn't. I got the. Um, I got given the Supergrass box set, the Strange Ones box set, the um, the one with all the vinyl and the CDs in it. So it was probably. Uh, I was listening to one of their B sides. So probably yeah, it's a, a Supergrass B side. Cool. Hmm. Last time you felt out of your comfort zone. Um. This is musically, by the way. Not oh, like, musically. Oh, oh. You know, not like I went to meet my, my, say, my girlfriend's yeah. parents. So, you know, <laughs> I was going to say uh, musically. I'm like, oh my time. <sighs> Last time I probably was recording. I guess I kind of I, I, the musicians I work with um, some amazing musicians, and they're you know especially um, in terms of their guitar abilities and musical knowledge. So. Yeah, probably, probably last time I was in the studio and I, you know, it's, I like to push myself and, um, and surround myself with people who, you know, are better than me. 
which isn't, <laughs> well, isn't, isn't hard. So, uh, so you yeah. become great. You stand on the shoulders of great people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I, you know, not be afraid to ask questions and to exactly. You know, if you don't know something, because that's how you that's how you learn. So I think, and I think it's good being out of your comfort zone. If you're if you're not out of your comfort zone when you're making music, then I think what you're going to make is going to be kind of mediocre. Um, right, which well, which well, I hope the album isn't. So yeah, no, no, it's a good album. It's a, it's mm. a good listen. Oh, um, thank you. Last, last two then. This is nice, nice, easy ones to finish on. Okay. First chord okay. you learn to play. Uh, a, D, and C. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think first, the first. Oh, okay, that's pretty advanced. The old yeah. G because you got your fingers kind of spread out. Well, I, I was, think it was, was self-teaching myself, and I know knew no better. So, <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. I think um, Peggy Sue was the first song because my dad was a musician. I think that's the first song he taught me. And you only need yeah three chords for that. So, <laughs> bit of Buddy Holly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my my first song I ever learned to play was um, "Live Forever" Oasis. Oh, okay. And that's yeah. just one one chord, pretty much. Oh, this is uh, like G, C, nine, D. Mm. It, it took me a long time, about about eight months, because I just picked up the guitar. And went, I'm going to learn to play this song. Not like oh, let's have a bit of theory, let's do this. No, no, no oh. straight in. I'm going to do this. Sorry, you said "Live Forever." I'm getting confused with. For some reason, I just straight. I thought of Champagne Supernova straight away. No, not that one. <laughs> no, live forever. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good song. It's a good song. And there we'll go with the last instrument you played. I, apart from the guitar, I bought a uh, Mellotron, which is a. Um, is that what it's called Mellotron? That's how much I know. Um, it's basically a sort of keyboard that you blow into that creates the notes. Yeah. I love so those I've, things. Yeah, randomly just I thought right, I'm going to. I need to learn a new instrument, so I've got that. <laughs> so I've been yeah, been giving that a go. Just, I'm going to find the most niche instruments I can find. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next yeah. to a baglama. I want to <laughs> <laughs> get a lute as well. I want to try and just just you know. Oh, you've been watching The Witcher, haven't you? That's what it is. I've been watching The Witcher, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks yeah, it looks good. So excellent space to put all these instruments. Right, well, uh, we've, we've come to the end. So, Nigel, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Wayne. Ashes, your smile fades off. Dashes, give me something I desire.
that was Nigel Thomas. That was your fire. That was their chat. Yes, this is a this is what I like to call a nice bit of Manchester rock. <laughs> yeah, and I said that to him in, in the interview as well. I said I could um, you could taste bits of uh, Stone Roses in there with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's one. It's what that sound that came out of Manchester, and it it was coined Manchester rock. Even though a lot of the artists that took that sound didn't even come from Manchester. There's a few London bands. Oh, I forget who they all are now, but yeah. Christ Reef. <sighs> There's a few of them. Dodgy from Staffordshire. But yeah, it's a mid two. Late nineties, late nineties, late nineties sound, mid nineties till I go. But this one doesn't feel out of place today. Um, I don't think they're doing anything different to what they did in the nineties, but it doesn't feel out of place today. I think that sound is a is one that will definitely spin round and become popular again. The, the old Manchester sound, yeah, I mean, slightly some... different, slightly different to the Liverpool sound. I think the Manchester sound was uh, inspired a lot by by the black music of America as well. Well, you're going right back, so so. If you're looking at, like, what, like you're saying, Manchester Rock. Manchester Rock is inspired by garage bands of the '60s. You know, well, the, the that rock was inspired, but there's a the, the big dance movement in the early '90s because Manchester um, the Hacienda scene you're on about now, aren't you? Yeah, well, that 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 kind of spilled over into the the sound that you've got uh, in the, you know, it's like when you listen to, oh, what are they called? The the Happy Mondays. Yeah. You know, they started all that and they were big into the dancing and you can see how it spills over into their, their music. And I think that had a big influence on it. And the 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 on the docks, aren't they? So that the kind like back in the day that kind of music from America, the back music came over and they were the first to have it, so it was birthed in Manchester, I think. Back in the day, right back in the day, everything you know, the the old black music, the the gospel music and the blues it Kind of came to Manchester first, and then it spilled around. Yeah, I'm a set of London personally. But... Nah, fuck London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I love it. I love it. It's a sound that I look forward to hearing come back again. I'm going to have to take my coat off. I'm very hot now. It was cold. I'm not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that was. Nigel Thomas is it like the Nigel Thomas band or is it Nigel Thomas it, uh, as you heard in the interview he was in a band called I didn't off. know uh, I, I haven't a, edited that was, yet either he was in a band I'm sure he, you've, you've just listened to the interview so you can know if I'm right or wrong I'm sure it's called the Foxes and they were I'm sure none of them they were very they were um, semi-successful we shall call it uh, they did tours of North America they did tours of Europe you know and um, well I've, I've had to look on the um the promotion that was sent over for this guy, and wasn't this produced by Plan B? No. Yes, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on then. I'm sure prove, it was. Prove me wrong. Nigel Thomas, um, Emma Scott. Yeah, it's an it Emma Scott. Uh, it's an Emma Scott man. Right. What we got here then? Okay. Um, right. Yeah, you're right. Sam Williams. Sam, Sam Williams. Williams. Who Is that produced Plan B? Gaz Coombs and Plan B? What the, the, the it is, yeah. Yeah, he's not Plan B. He's he's produced Plan B. He's produced Plan B. Like, like George Martin produced the Beatles. Oh, okay, where's he say that? Because you saw yeah. that right at the top Somebody there. Is, yeah, yeah. The album was. Oh, it is the Foxes. Yeah, it is the Foxes. Well yes. done, me. So that's why it sounded so uh, well produced. I'd imagine. 
Well, yeah, it's a really well-produced song, isn't it? Mm. So, yes, well, again, all the stuff's in the show notes. Check him out. Go listen to him. I'm sure you'll love him. Um, wow, that was quick. We're, we're straight on to the next round, which is the... Uh... <coughs> it was a really weird story, actually. Oh, by the way, this is the wildcard section. Yeah, I just want to say, I did a fantastic bloody wolf howl on the last episode and Rich cut it out. I was very upset. Did I? Yeah. I just caught the arse end of it. Yeah, what? Sorry. Um, anyway. Big slurp there. You know, Neil's got his intense hardcore genre music. Oh, 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 now I've got the wild card and it was upsetting. Um... Yeah. Damn it. I was going to say something completely threw me off there. You said uh, this is a bit of a funny story. Oh, yeah. So I'm at home the weekend. I've got a dog. I've had the dog five, six years. Staffordshire Bull Terrier, Blue Staffy. A very quiet dog. Doesn't really bark. Um, doesn't make a sound, really. Only when you're playing with him, he might, you know. But no, doesn't bark at all. And I can hear, hear a howling. In the kitchen, and he's howling at the window for fifteen minutes solid, right. just ha- like a like a wolf. And I've never heard him howl, and it was so fucking weird. As so I opened the door, and he ran to the end of the garden and howled at the fence for fifteen minutes. And then he went back to his bed as if nothing happened. Very fucking strange That's indeed. Really fucking strange. I've met your dog. Yeah, he's 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 quiet, head up in the air and everything, just like a wolf. What was it? Daylight as well. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. Do not know. Actually, I'm glad it was daylight because yeah, just get the shit out of you. Two o'clock in the morning. Especially if like there's a full moon there. There's a <laughs> fuck this. You're staying outside. <laughs> so yes, um, wild card. Uh, we're going to choose them off Facebook this time. Is it just me, listeners, or is that like a plot line from Jonathan Creek? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've probably got. Usually on Twitter, we have like hundreds of submissions. On Facebook, I think we've got about 10. I think it's 11 last time I checked. Is it? Oh. Right, okay. Pick a number from 1 to 11. 7. 7. 7 from the top or 7 from the bottom? 7 from the top. Okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Right, so as usual. With all the randomness and random generating that's been done by Wayne, we've uh, we've chosen a song by Biff Lawrence. I'm just going to go on his Facebook now. And Biff Lawrence looks a bit like me. He's from Buffalo, New York. <laughs> He's from Buffalo, New York. Um, has he got a, a, an About Me section? He doesn't. He, he doesn't want people to know about him. I'm assuming Biff is just a member of the band. Musician, songwriter, looking for the right band. He's not even in a band by the sounds of it. Oh, okay. um, I, I want to say a bit about him, but um, I, I can't. I, oh, fuck me, Biff. Well, anyway, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna text him. I'm gonna email him. So I'll get all of his socials and everything else, and we'll leave them in the show notes. But what's the name of the song, Rich? Fuck knows. Um, the song is called. Hit by a chain. Hit by a chain by Biff Lawrence. Or hit by a train. <laughs> what? 
The song's called Hit, and the band's called A-Train. Oh. Hit by A-Train. I'm guessing that's not it. But anyway, here is Hit by A-Train by Biff Lawrence. Is it all shame? No place in the 
Okay, so that was... I forgot his fucking name. That was... Biff? That was Biff. That was Biff Lawrence with his song, Hit by a Train. This was a nice bit of... I'm slurping again. This was a nice bit of um, reggae pop funk. Pop rock funk. Uh, It's what I like to coin Guy Ritchie music. It would go really well on Lockstock or Snatch or film like that, I think. It had a cinematic quality, definitely. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if the vocals sit, sit quite right in the mix. I think that I'm not saying the vocals are bad, but it was just uh, they didn't sit quite right in the mix for me. I don't think. I'm not sure. Maybe it was uh, because I was listening on the phone. Might need to listen through some decent headphones. They're overloaded the vocals, and they just they feel like a, consciously that they're a bit skewed. So it, yeah. gives, it gives you a sort of echo. Hmm. You know, kind of like when we fuck things up on this and you call on the, the vocal properly and you get that instant reverb. But you think this was uh, intentional? Uh, yeah. Hmm. To that point, yeah. Yeah, nice nice song overall, though. I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, good. Song. good. Um, so, yeah, that was Biff Lawrence. We'll leave all of his socials and everything in the show notes so you can go and check him out, go and follow him, go and bother him on social media. Yeah. Bother him on social media, yeah. But that was a quick one, Wayne. That, that that's pretty much it. We, we're gonna we're gonna leave out now with this uh, final song from Amanda East Easton. Amanda Easton. I should say a bit about her, really. It's only fair. Yeah. So the outro will be Amanda Easton with her song "Man Who Fell to Earth," which, when I first read it, I thought was um, going to be a cover, but it's not. Um. What of the, the uh, David Bowie? But it's a film, isn't it? The Man Who Fell to Earth, not a song. So, did you think of the song? But you can't remember it now, can you? Yeah, I, it, it's it's like you said when we were listening to it. It's got it's got that sort of uh, Palomary Faith type feel to it. Yeah, it has. Yeah, um, I can't find there. She is Amanda Easton. We're very pleased to introduce Amanda Easton. This is the PR company. We get a lot of PR, PR companies sending us stuff, and Thank you for doing that because they put everything nice in the email. You know, it's all presented That's, nicely. So my, my favourite thing there is the links because you links. just go down, you just go oh SoundCloud, oh yeah Spotify, oh nice. Everything should be on the email. You don't, I don't need links to a separate PDF. And fucking Dropbox, fuck off with your Dropboxes. Yeah, we don't want to download stuff to our phone. I've got so many songs on my phone because I've had to download. I don't want to download your music. Well, I might want to for the show, but. Um, I'd rather just listen to through SoundCloud or Spotify first. Anyway. Soulful pop artist who has released uh, two self-penned albums and three EPs. Two of her singles appearing in the top ten of the independent Aussie charts. She appeared on stage as backing vocalist for some of Australia's best-loved musical legends, including Glenn Sherrock, Powderfinger... Uh, Marcia Hines, James Rain, Vanessa Amorosi, Richard Clapton, and Wendy Matthews. Um, and there's a big bio here, but uh, yeah, I'll leave all the stuff in the show notes so you can check it out. And this is her song. What did we say it was? I like this, by the way. Yeah, Plum Faith. Yeah, it's good. That's what I was, yeah, yeah. I was getting there. But uh, what was the song? It's called uh, Man Who Fell to Earth. Man Who Fell to Earth. 
Bye. Amanda Easton. Thank you for listening, everybody. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. You sang to me in French and Italian. I held you to my chest and then I pinned you to the wall. You give to me your sweet science fiction. The needle drops again, and then you open up the door. You broke me when you left me, even though we never met. I hope the man among the stars is
summer is right around the corner. And you know what that means. Cooking out, diving in, and soaking up a whole lot of sunshine. The Home Depot has everything you need to start your summer right. Upgrade your cookout game with Traeger grills and smokers. Then gather around a new Hampton Bay patio set with family and friends. It feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot with savings on summer fun. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.